Full disclaimer before we jump into this episode. Um, I recorded this before the rush trade, but we for sure covered at the latter end of this episode. So we do cover the rush trade. So stay tuned. It's going to be a wild one. What's good? Welcome to the 12th episode of the Casual Fan Podcast. I am your host, Wilfredo Venegas. And um, just want to apologize about last episode if the audio was horrible. Like I mentioned before, I am in Houston, Texas. Happy to be home. Happy to be home. But that means that I'm in a completely different environment different setup so i don't i'm trying to to test rooms to see which room is good which room provides a little echo so i switch rooms today i'm actually in an outside room of my house and i hope it's better i really do hope it's better if it's not i promise you guys i'm going to keep trying but yes like i said it's episode 12 of the casual fan podcast where every day we grow i am your host wilfredo venegas and we have two big things i want to talk about Two uh, things that we're, it's going to take up most of our time, and it's going to be, of course, all NBA related. Um, the first thing we're going to talk about is going to be the NBA Christmas Day schedule. Um, I don't love it, but I also don't hate it. I'm, I'm kind of in between in, um, in the Christmas Day schedule. I know a lot of you guys are going to say, oh, it's because the Rockets aren't playing. That's why you don't love it. Well, no, that's not it at all. And I will explain my reasoning. And also, I want to talk about uh, the Rockets uh, media day. We had our first media day of the season. Can you believe it? Yesterday, training camp started. And today we have uh, December 2nd, when I'm recording it, we have media day and Eric Gordon, um, Gerald Green and uh, Daniel House had uh, their media day. And obviously, Eric Gordon and Daniel House are two very polarizing rockets. So I do want to talk to them. So we're going to, those are going to be our two main segments today. We're going to talk about um, the Christmas day, uh, what I like about it, what I don't like, what I would like to see. So kind of an NBA Christmas wish list. And also, we're going to talk a little bit about the media day. Before, but before we, we get into all that, I'm going to start doing some little shop talk because there's a lot of stuff that I want to talk about that don't require whole segments and will, will probably be part of future segments. But the first thing I want, I want to talk about is I don't know how you feel about your city edition jerseys for your fan base. I'm probably going to talk to Lou about once all the city city edition jerseys are released that we should rank uh, top five city edition jerseys. So I don't know how you guys feel about your city edition jerseys, but the Rockets have um, leaked theirs or quote unquote leaked theirs. I hope this leak is wrong because let me tell you, this jersey is god awful. Um, it's kind of like a light blue powder blue uh, jersey that just says H-Town. I'm not a fan of it. I'm really not a fan of it. So let me know if you guys are a fan, a fan of your city edition jerseys. Um, I, for one, enjoyed last year's because, I mean, we're from Houston. We're, we're Space City, Texas, uh, Houston, Texas. So I enjoyed the NASA theme. And this city edition, like, I get what you're trying to do. You know, the Houston Oilers, it's that colorway. It's definitely different. I'll tell you that. But I feel like they could have done more. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they could have done more with that jersey. It's it's literally, guys, a plain light blue jersey that says H-Town with red uh, outline uh, outside of the H-Town. So, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of it. Maybe I need to see it in person. Maybe I need to see the real thing. Maybe when uh, the official trailer comes out for it, I'm definitely going to get it. I'm one of those guys that if a new jersey comes out, I need, I need to get it. So um, let me know if you like your city edition jersey, but I, I'm not feeling it. I'm not a fan of it. Um, yeah. So we are, I'm going to have a whole segment on that probably in the next week. So 
I just really wanted to briefly mention that. And the second thing I want to, you know, part of the shop talk that I want to talk about is there's going to be a pretty big change. Um, there, there's going to be a, a pretty big change in the, in the, in the fact that I don't think I'm going to be able to, well, not be able to, I don't think I'm going to upload Thursdays anymore. Okay. The reason I'm saying I'm not going to upload Thursdays anymore, anymore is because I'm going to push that day to Fridays. So the new upload lo, uploading schedule, and I'm put this on Twitter and Instagram, wherever I need to put it is going to be Tuesdays and Fridays. I just feel like Tuesdays to Thursdays is such a big turnaround and sometimes literally no news happens. So I'm going to wait for Tuesday and Friday. So that's going to be my new uploading schedule starting next week. I'm going to um, have the episodes come out on Fridays. And I think that Friday it's, it's end of the week, close to the end of the week. So it's going to be a nice wrap up of what's going on. So I'm going to try that schedule, but no matter what happens, no matter if I go to Friday or switch back to Thursday, what it's going to stay two days a week. That's something I committed myself to do. And I'm going to do that. I'm that's exactly what I'm going to do. So yeah, without further ado, let us talk about this NBA Christmas Day schedule. So yeah, the NBA Christmas Day schedule leaked. And by the way, um, not only did the NBA Christmas Day schedule, the first three days of the NBA schedule, then the Rockets are nowhere to be found. But that that we can talk about that later. Um, but today I really want to focus on the NBA Christmas schedule because um, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. it. It's nothing special and and it's nothing. I just feel like it could have been done better. And I, I want to rant a little bit about what the NBA is trying to do with the Pelicans. Um, before we cover everything else, I, I really because the Pelicans are playing against the Heat uh, on Christmas Day at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. our time. But they're playing against the Heat. And trust me, I have no, no, no gripe against the Heat playing. I guess before I dive into this, let me read you the schedule. Pelicans at Heat, first game. Warriors at Bucks. Then it's Nets at Celtics. Mavericks at Lakers, which is primetime. And then Clippers at Nuggets. Okay, so that's the whole schedule. And I'm going to go, I'm going to dive into each game and see if the game is worth it or, or if not. But I, but I want to talk about the first game because the Pelicans at Heat, I love the fact that the Heat are getting their shine. I love that the Heat are getting their love because they went to the to the to the finals. They put up an amazing performance in the bubble. They deserve to be prime time. And the key word that I am um, emphasizing is deserve. They deserve to be prime time. Why do I say they deserve to be prime time? Because they won. They are winning. They produce good basketball. They don't have a sub five hundred record. The Heat have made noise and the Heat are winning. They deserve to be nationally televised on the biggest NBA day on Christmas Day. The Heat deserve to be there. Do the Pelicans? Do the Pelicans? And and I I don't want to watch the Pelicans. I'm sorry. I'm someone who I think Zion, I mean, personally, I have my own opinions about Zion. But yes, I understand that people think that he's going to be a superstar. He's going to be the next franchise player. But let me ask you, is he right now? No, he's not. And and I feel like Zion is getting everything given to him on a silver platter because Zion has done nothing to deserve to be on the Christmas Day schedule. And I, I want to knock on wood. Uh, Y'all heard me knock on wood. I knock on wood. But who knows if, if, if Zion will even be there? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Zion hasn't shown that he can stay healthy. Zion hasn't showed that he can carry a team. I know he just started, but it's just to me, it's he's undeserving of of being on that stage right now. I'd much rather see uh, Heat Philly. Um, 
who else? Who else can uh, give me an East? Let's get, let's see it. An East team, Heat, Philly, Heat, Rockets. <laughs> but it was just any 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 other star. Hey, Heat, Portland. You know, give give me bona fide superstars who have carried their teams day in and day out. Not some twenty year old kid who hasn't done anything yet. And trust me, I, Zion might be great. Zion might might be the second coming of LeBron James, but he's not there yet. And it really bothers me that the NBA. I guess that's my biggest gripe, right? Th- that the NBA decided to put that is pushing the envelope of Zion. Like, hey, this is the next big guy. This is the next big guy, but he hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything. I'd much rather watch Donovan Mitchell. Is that crazy to sound? Because he he's put up 50 pieces in, in the playoffs. What has Zion done? Why is he getting the superstar treatment? Now, someone who does deserve it, and we're going to talk about later, is Luka Doncic. Luka has absolutely deserved, has, has, is deserving of this prime time Christmas slate. But Zion? And I know a lot of you guys are thinking, oh, Will, you're just salty because the Rockets aren't playing. No, trust me. That's not the reason why I'm salty. The Rockets could not be on the, on this slate. And if you just replace the Pelicans, I'd be happy. Because the Pelicans are going to probably be, are going to be the only team on this list that are going to finish the season sub, sub 500. Please mark my words. These team Pelicans out of all these teams is going to be the only one to finish sub 500. The reason... I don't care if the Rockets play because last year the Rockets played the Warriors with no Steph Curry, with no Clay, with no Draymond, I believe. And we freaking lost. We lost that game. It was a horrible game. It actually ruined my Christmas. So, yes, I'm, I don't care if the Rockets play. I don't care if the Rockets suit up. I don't care if they play Christmas Day. There's, there's going to be other games. I just want good basketball. And I don't think the Pelicans are there yet. Call me a hater. But that's just where I'm at right now. Heat, I'm extremely excited. Heat, I'm extremely excited for them to play on this big day. The Pelicans, there's Portland, Rockets, Utah, Philly. These teams are teams that that have bona fide superstars. Bona fide superstars. Even take the Rockets out. You have Philly, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons versus Bam and Jimmy. Is that not exciting? Dame, Tom, Lillard, CJ McCollum versus Jimmy and Bam. Is that not exciting? Donovan Mitchell, a 50-burger going against the Heat. Is that not exciting? But we have Zion, who's probably going to play 18 minutes in that game. Play for Christmas just because his name is Zion, just because he was number one pick, just because he's the biggest hype right now. Again, you tell me, maybe I'm hating but I just don't think the Pelicans deserve it. Now, moving on to teams who do deserve to be there, the Warriors and Bucks. The Warriors and Bucks. Listen, I'm a Rockets fan, as I say every podcast, but the Warriors have been absolutely dominant. And if they have even two of their superstars healthy, let them play. The Warriors probably are the most interesting or one of the most interesting teams in the NBA. Yes, Clay went down. That sucks because if Clay was healthy, they would be a championship contender, no doubt. But yes, they still have Curry. They still have Draymond. They have Wiseman. They have Hoopers. They they can play basketball. They have Kelly Oubre. So so yes, I think the Warriors, out of respect, out of their dynasty, and I know they had a rough season last year, but I think because of all those moving pieces, I think the Warriors are definitely deserving of the Christmas Day just because they are three-time champs in the last five years. 
And just it would be nice to see Steph Curry and Draymond at the center stage once again. What, what, what more can you say about them? You know, like they had a rough year last year. And I, I, I told Ryan last year, I mean, last podcast, that I, I'm ready and, and waiting for a Curry tour. And, and hopefully the December 25th game for Steph Curry, he just goes bananas and drops 30, drops 40. And he shows us, hey, Steph, you really are that trend. Uh, that generational player, that top 20, top 15 all time, because Curry did change the game. And I want to see him have one of those special seasons where he's not just running around, uh, which he does better than anybody else. He plays basketball off ball better than anybody else. But I want to see him actually take over. You know, it would just be fun. It would be fun to see that. And the Bucks, Warriors at Bucks, And obviously the Bucks deserve to be here. They have the two-time MVP, the defensive player of the year. Giannis is one of the faces of the franchise. They had the best record of the East last year. Um, they deserve it. A Warriors-Bucks uh, game is going to be an entertaining game no matter what. And, and the Bucks have a lot of pending questions that make them even more entertaining. Will Giannis uh, sign the Supermax? Will uh, Giannis stay with the Bucks? Will Giannis want to trade? Will Giannis want to leave? Will Giannis be one of the other superstars that are disgruntled with their team? Um, the Bucks are absolute mess, which makes them even more exciting. Uh, I know the NBA came or, or there's there was news coming out how badly the Bucks botched that Bogdanovich deal with the Drew Holiday thing. So it's just it's entertaining to me. And I, I would love to see Giannis and Curry go at, go at it. The Warriors and Bucks go at it. And at 2.30 Eastern, 1.30, that, that's, that's a great time for that game. Um, this next game could have been better. It's still going to be dope. It's still going to be excited. I'm still going to watch it. My eyes are still going to be glued to this game. But boy, oh boy, do I wish they allow fans. I don't know if they're, I actually don't know if they're going to allow fans. I don't know if they're going to do 25%, 50% or no fans at all, but the Nets at Celtics is going to be a game. Let me tell you, I, I kind if if this, if this game had fans like at capacity, which I know they're not and they shouldn't, but if we lived in a time where this game could, could be at capacity, let me tell you, this game is an absolute home run, absolute home run. Nets at Celtics, Kyrie Irving returning to the Celtics. I love it. I absolutely love it because, listen, Kyrie did the Celtics dirty. And if he would come home back to back to that arena, back to those fans with his new team, with KD, with his new crewmates, the fans are going to be wild. The game is going to going to be wild. And we know Kyrie is, is a showman. I would I would have loved to have seen that game. Uh, if if they were fans and I'm still going to enjoy it because but I just feel like the players aren't as salty about it, you know, but the fans carry that salt. So I, if if they have fans, home run game, if they have fans, absolute home run game. But if they don't, it's still going to be entertaining, but it could have been better. Like imagine again, I know I said that um, I didn't care if the Rockets were on, but just imagine a Nets Rockets game at five o'clock Eastern at 4 p.m. our time. Tell me that wouldn't be dope. Tell me that wouldn't be a fresh game. Nets against the Rockets. The Nets that want James Harden. Harden who wants to go to the Nets. Tell me that wouldn't be crazy. And by another crazy thing, KD is saying that, oh, him and Harden never had to talk. Bogus. <laughs> I'm telling you, it has to be bogus. He, KD also said that him and Kyrie never talked. And then last year they signed together. So, okay, whatever. But... Yeah, the, the Nets Rockets would have been an absolute banger. And don't get me wrong, the Nets, Nets Celtics 
will be a banger. I just wish they had fans. But the Nets at Rockets or Rockets at Nets, it it, it just feeds the drama. And and yes, I know I'm a victim of that drama, but at the same time, I do love it. And I wish that could have been a thing. But I will enjoy this game. Next is primetime. Now the seven o'clock game, eight o'clock Eastern game is the most watched game. It's the most um it's the crown jewel. It's like where it's where everybody has time to watch or wants to watch. Um Mavericks at Lakers. I am not mad at this game. I'm not mad at this game. I wouldn't have been mad at a Lakers Clippers either. But Mavericks at Lakers to me is is um is an interesting choice, but a choice that I like and a choice that I enjoy because it's kind of the present versus the future. It's LeBron versus Luka. And I know I ran, I went on a big old tirade on how Zion didn't deserve that Christmas spot yet. Let me tell you, I feel Luka deserves this primetime spot already. I know he's entering his, into his third year. And trust me, I hate the Mavericks, but I, I we have to give credit where credit is due. We have to give credit where credit is due. Luka has been plunged into superstardom and he has exceeded in every level from his rookie year to his sophomore year to now to his first appearance in the playoffs to his buzzer beater to beat the Clippers. He deserves it. And and I love the fact that we might be able to see LeBron versus Luka on Christmas Day. The reason I'm saying might is because I'm hoping and praying that LeBron doesn't pull a LeBron <laughs> uh, if that makes sense, if LeBron doesn't pull a LeBron and sit out on Christmas, I don't think he would. I don't think he will. And I don't think the NBA will allow him to. But yeah, I just hope that we get that matchup because it's thrilling. It's thrilling. A Luka versus LeBron game is um, is such a class game. It's top tier. <laughs> it's top tier. Um, so, yeah, it's I do have the Lakers winning that game, obviously. I guess I should have done the picks, too. I'll I'll go back to that. But it's just going to be a fun game, no matter what. It's an interesting pick, and I'm glad that the NBA went for an interesting pick. Because you could go, listen, I'm okay with having a Lakers-Clippers game, as long as it's an amazing product. And a Lakers-Clippers game will be an amazing product. But a Mavericks-Lakers game will also be an amazing product. So I'm glad that's happening, because obviously the Lakers are revamped, and the Mavericks are kind of revamped. So we'll see how that goes, but I'm excited for it. And, and, and I think it's deserving of primetime. Out of all the games I've discussed, that game to me interests me the most. And the final game at 9.30 our time, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, is the Clippers Nuggets. And I feel, shout out to the NBA for feeding into this, because the Clippers just finished blowing a 3-1 lead maybe two months ago to the Nuggets. And now they face the Nuggets on Christmas Day. Jermichael Green, once a Clipper, talked mess before leaving the Clippers saying oh since they came back 3-1 they show a lot of heart so he wants to go play with the Nuggets I just think that this game is going to be fun because you know the Clippers want it you know if if the Clippers don't show up for this game I question their heart straight up straight up if the Clippers don't show up for the Clippers versus the Nuggets I question whether they even care because this is a statement game and it's wild because this is probably their first or second game. I'm not sure. I do have I did screenshot the first few games of the season, but I'm not sure if it's their first or second game yet. Let me see. Well, bad by me. I didn't screenshot that. But 
regardless, this is a statement game. In the first few games or your first game, this is a game that is going to tell the rest of the, of the league, are you different? Do you care? Because let me tell you, there's been reports all day, all day. And I want to do I want to do an episode on the Clippers because they are so interesting. There's been reports all day about how Kawhi and Paul George superstar perks caused a rift between the teammates. That they required personal stuff. They required the teams to cater to them. So they 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 came out as prima donnas. They they came out as as people with egos. So now this is a statement game. I need y'all, I need the Clippers, if you're real, to beat the Nuggets. If not, you're going to be the same old Clippers that everybody makes fun of. That became a meme. And Nuggets, if you're serious, I need you to beat the Clippers. That's what makes basketball so fun is the narratives you can build, right? It's just like, this game to me is important for both of them. Because a lot of people, including myself, think that Nuggets overachieved. So I'm I'm interested in interested in seeing if if the Nuggets can show me that hey we belong the the three one wasn't a fluke the Clippers just suck and I want the Clippers to, to show me hey no they got lucky we got complacent we were looking ahead we're gonna show you guys that so to me that's a showdown the last two games to me are absolute bangers so let me give you predictions uh, and also a wish list of games that I wish we could have seen um, so Pelicans Heat I have the Heat uh, by landslide I have the Heat blowing out the Pelicans I'm sorry. The Warriors Bucks, I have. Hmm. This is a kind of a weird because this is me immediately giving my first thoughts. I have the Bucks winning that. I have the Bucks winning that. I, I, I'm, but I'm interested in see what how Curry and Draymond and Wiseman look and Kelly Uber. But I have the Bucks winning this one. The Nets at Celtics. That to me is a toss up because I have no idea to, what to expect from the Nets. I know I got in a big argument with Ryan last episode about how KD is going to be of how he's going to look, but I picked the Celtics. I'm picking the Celtics against that, against the Nets, just because the Celtics have cohesion. I know they lost Gordon Hayward, but I, I, I'm on record of saying that I love their additions of Tristan Thompson of Jeff and Jeff Teague. I have the, the Celtics beating the Nets. Lakers at Mavericks. No, sorry. Mavericks at Lakers. I have the Mavericks winning this game. Not because they're better, but because it's going to be an emotional day for the Lakers. Um, who knows who's going to play? And I think the Mavericks are going to be a little more hungry that game. You know, I, I, I'm telling you, I expect a 30, 30 piece triple double for Luka Doncic that game. So I, I do have the Mavericks, which might be crazy, right? Clippers at Nuggets. Clippers at Nuggets. I'm going to go strictly because they need it more. I'm going with the Clippers. The Clippers have to show the NBA we are not a laughing stop stock. The Clippers have to show the NBA that, hey, we can take hoop serious. So I'm going to go with the Clippers. So I have the Heat, the Bucks, the Celtics, the Mavericks, and the Clippers. That's my pick. Let me know who you guys think. But a couple of cool games that could have been, obviously, Nets, Rockets would have been amazing. Mavericks, Rockets would have been amazing. Um, Nuggets, Utah would have been amazing. Nuggets Utah would have been amazing. Lakers Clippers would have been great. Rockets Warriors would have also been great. Bucks Philly also great. Like there's there's so many games that they could have done, um, but they chose the Pelicans. Come on NBA, come on. Zion will get there. Zion will get there. He's not there yet. Please stop forcing Zion on us until he actually deserves it, like Luka Doncic. All right, so that's my thoughts on the NBA Christmas Day schedule. 
Uh, let me know what you think. And now let us talk a little bit about the Houston Rockets and their media day. What a day, what a day. Um, full, full disclosure, full transparency here. This is my second go around recording this. I recorded the Rockets media day summary <laughs> and I had to redo it. I had to re-record it because a bomb just drops and it's something I don't know how I feel about yet. Um, as of December 2nd, Russell Westbrook is no longer a Houston Rocket. What a wild ride that has been. Um, we traded Russell Westbrook to the Washington Wizards for John Wall and a first round pick that's heavily protected. How do I feel about this? Uh, honestly, as soon as this happened, everybody called me. I had my friend Ryan, my boy Ryan, my boy Dash. Uh, just group messages, just going crazy. Amari, Lou, I'm, I'm just mentioning all the boys right now because my phone went crazy. You know, our Twitter group message for the Clutch City Control Room was just popping. And I was driving when it happened, but I immediately knew something went down. Something went down. And when I saw the trade happen, I was blank. Because if I'm being honest, I enjoyed having Russ on my team. I, I wish Russ could have been healthy. I wish Russ wanted to stay with the Houston Rockets. Or I wish he was committed to the Houston Rockets. I, I wish that he could have really changed our culture or it could have worked out, but it didn't. And, you know, I, I was just a little, I just didn't, I was blank. I didn't know how to feel. Because now we have John Wall. John freaking Wall. I never thought that in 2020, the Houston Rockets would have John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins. Who won this trade? Was this a good trade for Houston? I don't know. <laughs> all I can tell you guys, all I can tell myself is this is one of the biggest gambles that Houston has ever done. Because we traded an MVP, an quote-unquote Iron Man, because he does get hurt with little knickknacks often. But we traded Russell Westbrook for someone who hasn't played basketball in two years and has an and had an Achilles, Achilles injury. So I don't know. Is, is John Wall a better fit with James Harden? Absolutely. If he's healthy, he shoots better. Not much better, but he shoots better. He makes better decisions. Like he, he plays better defense. He's someone who I wouldn't mind paired up with James Harden. But the key of the matter is, I don't know if he's healthy. Yeah, he looks good in open gym. You have KD saying that, that, that he's glad that John Wall's back. He's glad that John Wall's back to being the dog that he was. But is it going to last 82, 82 games? Like, I, I, ju I just don't know what to expect. The only thing, the only silver lining about all of this is that John Wall hasn't played basketball in two years. So, yes, that's bad, but it also, it, it, it gave him time to heal. I hope he's healthy. And a John Wall, a healthy John Wall and James Harden, with the team we have now, with the additions of DeMarcus Cousins and Christian Wood, is that better than a Russ team? I don't know. We'll see, though. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm interested. I'm not saying if I'm super excited or not, but I'm interested. I, I want to see 
I want to see Wall play. <laughs> I want to see Wall play. I guess that's what everybody wants to do. And as far as Russ is concerned, Russ, thank you so much for the year, the wild year you've given us. I have grown to appreciate the beautiful disaster that you really are, because that's what you are. You are such a phenom at basketball. You are the most freakish athlete I have ever personally witnessed uh, play basketball. I mean, aside from LeBron James, but you you are up there, Russ, and thank you so much. And I know that Russ is going to do great, great things in Washington because that backcourt's kind of sick too. And he's going to have be the primary primary ball handler and, and Beal and, and Russ are going to go crazy in Washington. And, and I'm really excited to watch him flourish and, 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 and start there. And maybe we get triple double Russ back, but yes, I just want to thank Russ for his services uh, that year service he has in, in, as a Houston Rockets. And I do have that Russ Jersey and it's just going to be a classic one. All right. But yeah, back to the John wall situation. Houston, we have an interesting season. We have an interesting season. We traded, and listen, if anything, at least we are getting assets back. At least, if anything, we're getting assets back because now we have Wall, and I'm pretty sure the Wizards are making the playoffs. There's no way the Wizards are going to make the playoffs with the backport of Russ and Bradley Beal. So I know the pick, I believe, is top 14 protected. So I'm pretty sure we can bank on that pick. So Raphael Stone is banking picks. He's banking picks. So yes. Uh, so during media day, and this is why it, it made this thing is, is kind of interesting because um, Eric Gordon in the media day said, our core guys are still here and I still have high expectations going into the season. No matter what all the outside noise is, when there is a game, I feel we're going to be ready to play. So Eric Gordon said, our core guys are still here. Now a core guy isn't here, but we do have John Wall. So I feel like the expectations are still a go. Yes, it's going to be brand new. Yes, there's going to be chemistry stuff that we need to iron out. But if John Wall is healthy, and that's the biggest if, guys. If John Wall is healthy, and I pray that he's healthy, I I see them making noise. I don't. They're not better than Lakers. They're not better than the Clippers. But I see them making noise. And if DeMarcus Cousins is even 50% of what he was, if Christian Wood brings the promise that he, we think he, he, he can bring, and if Harden is committed, see, see, the Rockets are filled with so many ifs this year. And I'm sorry if I'm all over the place. It's because it's just, it's breaking news. And I, I, I'm literally re-recording episode. I was talking about the media day. I talked about Eric Gordon. I talked about Daniel House. I talked about the mayor, Gerald Green. And now here we are, the Houston Rockets without Russell Westbrook. Um, so yeah, my expectations for the Rockets have, have changed in a way as in, I can see it going either way because I mean, if we gamble and John Wall doesn't play Harden is gone, but if Harden is healthy, I mean, if, if Wall is healthy and he brings in that, that fire, that competitive, that competitive spirit, that defense, you might be onto something. We might be onto something filled with that lineup of, of wall, Harden, PJ, Christian Wood, DeMarcus Cousins. Like we, <laughs> it sounds nice. It sounds really nice. So let's see what happens. And, and, and yeah, man, John Wall is a rocket. I don't know how to feel about it yet. Maybe in next Tuesday's episode, my ideas will be more clear. My thought process will be more clear. 
But as of right now, I am just in, I'm at a 50-50 right now. I'm at a 50-50 right now. But all I know is that y'all better buckle up because this season is about to be wild. <laughs> it's about to be wild. It was going to be wild with Russ, but now Russ is gone. And it's going to be wild with John Wall. One thing that people are saying is that it's it's kind of worse because we extended basically a bad contract because um, because Russ had two years left and I believe John Wall has three years left. So yes, we have an extra year of a bad contract, but he is younger and we did get a pick. So I do see why Rafael Stone pulled, pulled the trigger. And if, and listen, if, and if Russ didn't want to be here, I think we, we, we should, we rather, we should rather have John Wall because a committed Russ. Sure. That's dope. It's MVP. But if you don't want to be here, I don't know how he's going to play. <laughs> so I'm glad that we have John Wall, I guess. We'll see. All I'm going to tell you guys is this. I'm buying a John Wall jersey tomorrow. I don't care. It's it's exciting. It's new. It's different. I still don't know how I feel about it, but I'm buckling up and I'm ready for the ride. One more thing I do want to address, because I did address this in the original podcast that I did, was... Um, Daniel House, Daniel here, let me read the quote because I don't want to misquote him. Daniel House in Media Day actually apologized to the fans. He said, first off, I would like to start by apologizing to my team, the organization and the owner. I'd like to deeply apologize to the fans also if you feel I let you down. Thank you, Daniel House, for the apology. Because let me tell you, you probably did let a lot of fans down. You let me down. But with that apology, if the team forgives you, the fans forgive you, bro. Because we actually really believe in you. And and that's what what really frustrated a lot of Rockets fans. And for those who, who don't know, Daniel House is a Rocket player who broke bubble protocol, protocol over there in Orlando. And a rumor has it that he snuck in. Uh, a young lady in his hotel room and uh, yeah, kind of put the whole bubble at risk and he was ejected from the bubble. He was suspended for the from the rest of the games. So yeah, it kind of left a lot of a bad taste in Houston Rockets fans, but, and I say this, and I say this as in a very endearment for him, we have been on, on a very cheap contract and he's a very good player. If you don't think Daniel Haas is a good player, you haven't been watching him. And I feel like um, Silas is going to really unlock another level of, of uh, john wall i mean of oh yeah of daniel house but also john wall so yeah that being said guys this season is going to be so much fun so exciting or extremely depressing the houston rockets took a big gamble but i'm here for it and i hope you guys are here for it too well guys this has been a very uh mind-boggling episode 12 of the casual fan podcast where every day we grow rest assured when tuesday comes by i'm gonna have my thoughts laid out we're gonna have more information coming out um but yeah i just really needed to talk about the russ and john wall situation john wall is a rocket so thank you so much for tuning in i have been your host wilfredo venegas follow me at on twitter at we venegas love you guys so much bye